with 48 labs this semester, you know we had to double back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so this is part two of the Dope Labs Semester 4 finale. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Welcome to Dope Labs, a weekly podcast that mixes hardcore science, pop culture, and a healthy dose of friendship. This is part two of our semester four finale. And in part one, we heard from some of our past experts on what's happened in their field since they last appeared on Dope Labs. So we're going to keep that party going. We're also going to be hearing from you. So many of you called in to tell us about your favorite lab from semester four, and we can't thank you enough. We couldn't include all of your submissions here, but we did pick a few and we'll be doing a little update on each lab as we go. So let's get into it. Our first update today is around reproductive health care. We had Dr. Elizabeth Russo join us to discuss the science of birth control in Lab 41. Hey, TT Zakia and Dope Lab listeners. This is Elizabeth Russo from Aiden. I had the pleasure of being on Dope Labs this season to discuss all things related to the science of birth control and how we created the first test designed to prevent birth control side effects. Yes, and birth control is just one part of reproductive health care. We also had labs on maternal health care with Simone Tate and Dr. Sarah Benatar, where we learned about some of the barriers facing birthing people. The U.S. has a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Here's an update from Simone Tate. It's Simone Tate, founder and CEO of Poppy Seed Health. And since recording our episode this season on Black maternal health care, a really big thing happened. Roe v. Wade was overturned, which means that our access to safe and legal abortions are no longer constitutionally protected. We are already seeing instances across the country of birthing people everywhere not being able to access the life-saving health care that they need with getting safe and legal abortions. Since our initial episodes... The political climate around reproductive rights, and specifically abortion, has become even more hostile in the United States. Reproductive rights in the U.S. are under attack. With this landmark decision, the court held that the Constitution of the United States does not confer a right to abortion, thus overruling Roe v. Wade and giving individual states full power to regulate any aspect of abortion not preempted by federal law. Many states had so-called trigger laws in place, which means that 13 states already have a total abortion ban. 
And the bans in these 13 states have serious consequences. In Arkansas, for example, performing or attempting to perform an abortion could lead to 10 years in prison or a fine of up to $100,000. And in some states like Alabama and Louisiana, there are no exceptions made for people who become pregnant due to rape or incest either. With the overturning of Roe v. Wade, it's not just abortion access that's under attack. Access to birth control is at risk, too. The critical thing here is the right to privacy, which is the foundation of many other freedoms, including the right to obtain and use birth control. Immediately after the Dobbs ruling, Justice Clarence Thomas said that the court should, quote, reconsider past precedents that establish the right to contraception as well as same-sex marriage. This feels like a very slippery slope. And in addition to the trigger laws, there have been attempts to pass bills that target Plan B and even IUDs, which are another form of birth control. And just a reminder, birth control is not abortion, but it is part of reproductive health care. What this means is that birth control is more important than ever, especially in states where abortion is now or will soon become illegal. There's so much happening. And Mm -hmm. it feels like what we're really talking about is having the agency to be a parent or not. Right. And the state of things, it's really scary because never in my wildest nightmares did I think that Mm. Roe v. Wade would be overturned. Like, I just, I didn't think it was even possible. In my mind, it just was just never going to happen. So it makes me feel like, what's next? What else is going to happen that we aren't even thinking about right now? Yes. And combining that with the awful state of maternal health care and healthcare in general, it feels like that meme where the dog is sitting at the table and the fire, <laughs> the room is on fire around him. And he's <laughs> just like, fine. oh, this is fine. <laughs> it's not. Right. It's not fine. Oh. America, you in danger, girl. My biggest update for everyone is that our midterm elections are coming up on November 8th. In some states, you're even able to vote early, but I encourage everyone to go to the polls and vote for your local and state level legislations in the way that protects your rights. Thank you so much to Dr. Russo and Simone Tate for providing us with this important update. To learn more about their work, check out Lab 41 and Lab 62 or visit Aiden.com and PoppySeedHealth.com. Before we dive into our next expert update, Mm -hmm. let's find out what you, our listeners, had to say about this semester so far. Hi, my name is Jimmy. And I've been a loyal and dedicated listener of Dope Labs since the beginning. I'm calling in just to give my input of my favorite episode from semester four. I think for me, it was the celebrating Juneteenth through food episode with guest Nicole Taylor. And she's talking about recipes from her cookbook, Watermelon and Redbirds, as well as other Juneteenth food traditions. I love that episode because of how delicious everything sounded. I remember I was listening to it when I was outside mowing the lawn, and it made me so hungry listening to the episode that I had to stop partway through and come inside to the house to get a snack. So I love that one. Of course, there are many, many others. But thank you to Zakia and TT and the rest of the Dope Labs team for everything you do. I've loved all the episodes 
and congratulations on finishing up the semester. And I'm looking forward to semester number five. I know Watermelon and Redbirds had quite a few of our listeners inspired. Oh, I remember yeah. somebody commenting and saying, but how do I keep the turkey burger from being dry? <laughs> and I was like, girl, I don't have the answers. You have to talk to Nicole. Yes. And a lot of folks were purchasing Watermelon and Redbirds and making the food and posting pictures. And so we really enjoyed seeing y'all get into the kitchen and experiment with some cuisine that maybe you have never had or using Nicole Taylor's twist to enhance the food that you're making. Loved it. Now, Watermelon and Redbirds was really focused on celebrating traditions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's time for a long-loved tradition in my family. And that is homecoming season. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have to shout out one of our favorite episodes from Semester 4, as well as one of our favorite people, Xavier Jernigan, also known as X, who came on the show to talk to us all about homecoming and the HBCU experience. What's up, Zakia? What's up, TT? It's X, Xavier Jernigan, proud HBCU alum, HBCU pride. Florida a University is in the house now, TT, you know this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I went to an HBCU, Hampton University. Mm-hmm. And even though I went to a different school from X, I can relate to the level of pride he has when he's speaking about his alma mater. And I think it's something that most of us who attended an HBCU can relate to. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I was in the airport recently. <laughs> <laughs> and I had on my Hampton sweatshirt, the same uh-huh. one that you have. Uh-huh. And this man came up to me and he was like, I heard Howard was the real HU. And I said, you want to fight in this federal <laughs> facility? And he was like, I ain't even go. in Terminal He was like, I ain't even go to Howard or Hampton. He was like, I just went to another HBCU, so I like to keep the HBCU pride riled up, you know? <laughs> I was like, bro, you're going to get me kicked out of... T- this was in TSA. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to put you on the no-fly list? You know, like I said in Lab 51, I feel like I would have loved going to an HBCU. And I, I should have went to Hampton so I could be there with you, my friend. Like, that would have been <laughs> lit. Could you imagine us being together oh. in undergrad? Ooh, I, we wee. wouldn't have graduated. <laughs> <laughs> we think we'd still be there or kicked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now let's get to the juicy stuff. With homecoming season, there is always some tea to be spilled, especially when it comes to football. Earlier in the semester in Lab 51, we talked about the rise of HBCU football teams, Mm -hmm. especially with the former NFL players going back to coach at those teams. And we saw this with Jackson State and Mr. Primetime himself, Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders. Yes. And I have to start with the fact that FAMU, my beloved alma mater, y'all know I bleed that orange and green. We are the number one public HBCU for the fourth consecutive year. We're so proud of that. There was some drama between Alabama State and Jackson State during Alabama State's homecoming. Now, you know it's disrespectful when you invite a good team to come and play you on your homecoming. And what Coach Prime said is that Alabama State was trying to sell out their stadium by inviting Jackson State. Listen, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders is going to bring the crowd. (laughs) And Jackson State has been winning. So people definitely want to come see them play. Mm -hmm. They took that as disrespect. They even called it a money game. Basically saying, y'all going to get y'all money because y'all going to sell out y'all stadium because y'all invited Jackson State to come. So y'all, you want your money? All money ain't good money. And they, they got beat. 
It was a closely contested game, but listen, it led to some acrimony. And after the game, you know, the coaches go out on the field to shake hands at the end of the game. They shook hands, but Coach Eddie Robinson Jr. of Alabama State refused to give him a bro hug. He put his hand out and put his hand on his chest like, nah, get out of my face. And in the press conference after the game, they were still exchanging some words. I guess uh, me being up front is just like, uh, I thought it was a lot of disrespect the whole week. And so you're not going to be disrespectful the whole week in the media. Uh, we didn't talk in the pregame. I was out there the whole time at the 50-yard line. Uh, he walked through our whole huddle on, on our end zone and came a long way around to get to his side of the field in pregame. Thought that wasn't classy at all. Uh, and so in the postgame, I'm not about to give you the Obama bro hug. You know, I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to go on. I'm, I'm going to always be respectful and respect the game. I'm living on the shows of the swag. Uh, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. So he's in the conference doing a great job. Can't knock that. Got a great team. Love all of that. But you're not going to come here and disrespect me and my team and my school and then want to bro hug. Shake my hand and get the hell on. Period. You got the W. Great job. I hope he comes back next year. I, I pray he don't get a power five job. So we can play them next year in Jackson. And I pray they put us for their damn home. So that's what Coach Robinson had to say. And let's listen to what Coach Prime or Deion Sanders had to say in response. I listen very carefully when people are upset because usually what they say, they mean it. So however, you meant that mess. And one of the comments that kind of disturbed me out of all the comments, that I'm not swag. Who is? I got time today. Who is swag? If I ain't swipe, who is swipe? If I ain't swipe, who is swipe? If I ain't swipe, who is swipe? Baby, who is? This is one of my favorite clips on the internet right now. And I've been saying, if I'm not swag, who's swag all over my house since <laughs> that interview dropped. But, you know, all of this makes me think about our linguistics episode and how, you know, some of this might not make sense to some folks. But... Luckily for all of us, we've got a resident country grammar expert as one of the hosts <laughs> of this podcast. Zakia, break down what Coach Prime, Neon Deion Sanders, what he's saying. Well, first of all, I think I have to back up and just say he's saying swack because somebody I know thought he was saying swipe. And I was like, no, swack, S-W-A-C. And... His football team is in the Southwestern Atlantic Conference. And so the acronym for that is SWAC. And so he's saying, if I ain't SWAC, like if I am not the embodiment of what it means to be a part of this conference, then you tell me who is. And so if you translate that to Shakespearean, no, I'm just joking. (laughs) If not me, then who is what Deion Sanders is saying. And he's like, I am it. And the baby on there uh, do you hear how he said, who is swag, baby? And the pauses, it's just, mm. it's a, a prime example of using space. Like, I love it. And it is very <laughs> confrontational. Yes. It's a lot of bravado. <laughs> yes. These are fighting words, if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot going on in the HBCU world and the world of college football. And again, shout out to FAMU, number one public HBCU for the fourth consecutive year and counting. Love y'all, TT. Love you, Zakia, my fellow HBCU alum. I'm going to talk to y'all soon. I can't wait to come back on the show with the two dopest scientists around. I'm going to holler at y'all later. It's X, and I'm out. Peace. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of your favorite labs from the semester. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hey, my name is Destiny. I'm from Brooklyn. And my favorite episode this season was Lab 78. What about your friends part two on attachment styles? Because that is something I have been struggling with for so long. But it's great to know like how to work past it or how to work with other people with different attachment styles. Thank you so much, Destiny. It was so great to hear from you. And it's nice to hear that our conversation with Dr. Marissa G. Franco was useful. And now I'm curious, did the episode help you identify your attachment style? Have you had any difficult but necessary conversations with your friends since you listened to the episode? I don't know about Destiny, but I know that I have definitely been more aware of my attachment style and trying not to make assumptions that my friends have the same attachment style that I do, especially after you told me it was a (laughs) rough ride. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's a ride you love to be on. You know, it's like a roller coaster. You're screaming, (laughs) but you're having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) For more, please check out our recent episode, What About Your Friends, Part 2, and Dr. Marissa G. Franco's book, platonic how the science of attachment can help you make and keep friends i really love dr franco's book i have so many tabs in it and it really helped me personally because of the attachment style that i have which is anxious Mm -hmm. and so i tend to have more anxiety when it comes to making friends and keeping the friends that i have and it helped me get out of my own head and give me the tools that i need to be able to be a better friend even though i am feeling these feelings You know, I feel like even regardless of your attachment style, Mm -hmm. we all have some baseline anxiety going on. Yes. And that makes me think back to Lab 38 with neuroscientist Dr. Wendy Suzuki in her book, Good Anxiety. You remember she was telling us how to harness anxiety for good? Mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. like, you should be a little bit concerned. You should be a little bit nervous. And I was like, girl, I'm past a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am paralyzed, okay? <laughs> But, you know, I remember being surprised to learn that anxiety was an emotion in the first place. Like, up until Mm -hmm. that point, I was like, oh, anxiety is a problem. Yeah, but anxiety actually helps you in certain situations. I love the analogy that she had where, you know, like if an animal is in the woods and they hear a stick break, their anxiety levels go up. But it helps them be on alert so that they can, you know, defend themselves if need be. And you know, she helped us understand how our modern lives are moving so much faster mm-hmm. with so much information and things always being on. It's moving so much faster than 
our hardware, our brains are still in the woods and we're living in Times Square with lights and bells and <laughs> notifications, you know? And so we're uh, on constant alert. Right. And we're seeing healthcare providers start taking note of this. So in September, an advisory group called the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force recommended that doctors screen all adult patients under 65 for anxiety. But just recently, now that's adults, they also recommended it for children over eight to be screened for anxiety too. Wow. Honestly, it's not surprising that, you know, a majority of folks, young and old, are dealing with anxiety. We're coming off two plus years of a pandemic. Joe Biden says the pandemic is over. I don't know if that's true. And we're dealing with inflation. I mean, even Cardi B has talked about it. And she's rich. (laughs) And starting to think about inflation makes my head hurt, okay? Inflation, potential recession... I was so glad we got to talk to Dr. Vanessa Perry in Lab 79, where she really unpacked inflation, recession, interest rates. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even though it was published last month, it's still relevant. It's still important right now. Exactly. Just a couple of weeks ago, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warned of, quote, very, very serious changes in the economy that could pave the way for a recession in the next six to nine months. Meanwhile. President Joe Biden is saying that he doubts there will be a recession. And if there is, that it will be very slight. Mm. Bruh, I don't know what very slight means. Slight for who? Yeah. Slight is very uh, unclear. And while we can't know for sure what very slight means, we do know for sure that many Americans are continuing to struggle with rising prices. Just a few weeks ago, the Labor Department released new data showing that consumer prices have been rising more quickly than expected. And remember, we talked about that in the lab. And there are also some really great graphs on our show notes just to show you how quickly it is climbing. I mean, I'm talking highest level in 40 years climbing. Mm. It's got on climbing gear and it needs to take it easy. Crampons. (laughs) Everything is ready. It's not free solo climbing. TT, what were some of your favorite moments from this season? Mm. I think one of my favorite moments from the season, which I was really glad that we were able to publish on the feed, was our live show at the Great Northern. That was our first in-person live show. I was so nervous. You didn't look nervous. And you kept looking at me like, why are you so nervous? (laughs) Yes. Why are you nervous, girl? We do this all the time. We do. Now we get to have more friends laughing with us. I know, but I was just like, man, I really hope that they are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't laugh, I'm going to look at the audience and say, didn't you find that funny? <laughs> My friend loves making people you? feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all be uncomfortable together. Now, mm. if you're not laughing and I'm uncomfortable, now it's your turn to be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I loved it. It was amazing. It was such a great opportunity to take Dope Labs on the road, meet a lot of the people who have been longtime listeners and, you know, switch up the format a little bit from our normal Dope Labs episodes that we do in studio for a live audience. It was so much fun. And I love being able to do that with you, friend. Yes. You know, we've done a few virtual live shows and we've done more live shows since. Mm-hmm. Now, I know this is early, but we do know in the spring we will be back for one of our favorite shows. Yep. With one of our favorite partners. Yes. And that's the Boston Museum of Science. So... If you're in the Boston area, the New England corridor, (laughs) look for us in spring 2023. 
Dope Labs will be there. Yes. And make sure you're following us on social media so that you find out when the exact date is. What's your favorite episode? One of my favorite episodes, TT, mm-hmm. was the oyster episode. Oh, yes. We've been supporting oysters for a long time. Me and Big you. Big oyster fans, yes. Together, friend. Mm-hmm. Keeping the Gulf Coast alive. Yes. But to hear from Bill Walton about all the amazing efforts mm-hmm. that he's doing with Oyster South, they just had a big oyster festival here in Atlanta. I think maybe it was in really? Decatur. Yes. And Bill's group was also there. And it's called Landlocked. And so it's just bringing in all of these different people in oyster aquaculture. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I know what that means now because I listened to our lab and we got to talk to him and learn so many different things about all that goes into growing, maintaining and harvesting oysters. And so it was a lot of fun for me. I really liked that episode. You know, another episode that I liked that I know you liked. What? Our episode for Black Music Month where we had on Dr. Mark Anthony Neal and Ninth Wonder. That episode was so impactful and we were able to add in so much amazing music to help tell the story. And Ninth Wonder and Dr. Neal are just, I mean, they are leaders when it comes to the music. And so we were really happy to have them on the show and we made this really beautiful episode. I really encourage everybody to go back and listen to that episode. It is so sonically just powerful. Yes. Somebody was asking me recently, like when they think about the music, that's the soundscape to today's time. Mm. How can they find the music that was the soundscape to all these other eras? And I was like, uh, first of all, you need to Google Dr. Mark Anthony Neal. Right. <laughs> and then you will have the answers to all of that. Read every book that he's published. Right. He has the answers. <laughs> yeah. And you can find Dr. Mark Anthony Neal at Left of Black podcast. It's more like a video podcast. And he brings on tons of guests and asks amazing questions. Definitely check him out. And Ninth Wonder is doing a lot of kind of like live shows again. He's still teaching. And he just released a shoe with KD. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, dang, he's doing everything. I'm telling y'all, Dope Labs guest experts are doing it big. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first set out to make semester four Mm -hmm. and go weekly, a lot of people doubted that we could do it, that we could go (laughs) weekly, that we could quadruple our episodes and do it in such a short time scale. Right, right. A lot of people didn't believe in us. I was people. (laughs) But I did. (laughs) I did. You did. Yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of episodes at such a rapid pace. I knew we could do it and I knew we would get to this point, but I was a little bit nervous. But listen, the reason I knew we could do it is because we have such an amazing team Mm -hmm. and we don't talk about it a lot. But I think it's really important to highlight the folks that keep this going. And it's not just me and TT, y'all. They're actually the people that are doing all the work. (laughs) Restraining (laughs) us. They're like, please shut up. Stop. It's too much. And so that's the audio guru herself, Dr. Jenny (laughs) Radelit-Mast, doctor of audio. And her right hand, Lydia Smith, who is also a part of Wave Runner Studios. Yes, Wave Runner Studios is saving the day all the time and making sure that even when TT and I are like, what about this one last thing? And can we add this? And what do you think about that? They're really making sure that A, we don't run over time, B, we are factually accurate, and that we are staying true to who we say we want to be. And so we're so grateful to be working with them. And Wave Runner brought us some more friends Rob Smirciak, 
yes, Rob has been doing such an amazing job on our sound design. He has really taken us up a notch this semester where we've been able to really do some things that we thought was possible, but we didn't know if it was possible with us. And Rob just said, <laughs> yes, you can. And just made these really amazing episodes. So we're really grateful to Rob. And we got to thank our OG mixer, Hannes Brown, who has been with us since semester one. He does an amazing job and we are just so grateful to be able to work with him. You don't want to hear our voices unmixed. We're yelling no. right now. I typically <laughs> sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now y'all see who TT really is. And, <laughs> and also throughout the season, keeping things going, shout out to Izzy Ross, Brianna Garrett, Cara Orlando, and Griffin Jennings. And a big shout out to all of the folks at Spotify who help with the show. And a big shout out to Spotify for always being super supportive and making sure that Dope Labs is running smoothly. Our one thing for this lab, our semester finale, is you. Everyone listening right now, we are so grateful that you've all been such big fans of Dope Labs and for saying that we want more episodes and so for us to be able to transition from bi-weekly to weekly to give you more. It's been so special, such a wild ride that we have loved every step of the way. We thank you all so much for sending all the messages, DMs, tweets, emails. We read everything and we love the support that we get from all of you. So thank you so much and we'll see you next semester. That's right. That's it for Lab 84. You gonna miss us? <laughs> <laughs> Even though this is the last lab of this semester, it's never too early to start preparing for next year. That's okay? right. If you want to get ahead, you read the syllabus. Yep. You got to get the book before the semester starts and read the first couple chapters. And so that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. If you already know something you want to hear about, give us a call. 202-567-7028. That's 202-567-7028. And don't forget, there's so much more for you to dig into on our website. There'll be a cheat sheet for today's lab and additional links and resources in the show notes. Plus, you can sign up for our newsletter. Check it out at dopelabspodcast.com. Special thanks to today's guest experts, Xavier Jernigan, Dr. Elizabeth Ruzzo, and Simone Tate. You can hear them on past episodes of Dope Labs this semester. We'll have links to their labs in the show notes at dopelabspodcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at dopelabspodcast. TT is on Twitter and Instagram at dr underscore t-s-h-o. And you can find Zakia at Z said so. Dope Labs is a Spotify original production from Mega Ohm Media Group. Our producers are Jenny Radlett Mast and Lydia Smith of Wave Runner Studios. Our associate producer is Caro Rolando. Editing and sound design by Rob Smirziak, with additional mixing and sound design by Hannes Brown. Original music composed and produced by Taka Yasuzawa and Alex Sugiura. From Spotify, creative producer Miguel Contreras. Special thanks to Shirley Ramos, Jess Borison, Teal Kratke, and Brian Marquis. Executive producers from Mega Ohm Media Group are us, Titi Shodia and Zakia Watley. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I was 
was like, what's she about to say? I know. I was thinking about it too. I was like, what will it be? <laughs> you had that yeah, smile on your face. I was like, she about to say something crazy. <laughs>